Hey everyone and welcome to 1.21 Gigawatts, I am Peter, that is Matt, and we talk about movies on this show. This is going to be a discussion and review of Deadpool 2, which just came out this weekend, so uh, that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, we'll start spoiler free, as we always do, we'll warn you before we get into spoilers, and that's that's the plan. So, yes, yes Matt, how are you mm-hmm. Matt, you, you feeling good? I'm good, no, 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 I'm good, I'm just letting you do your intro. Uh, no, you know. I'm, just, I'm just making some small talk to start this off, get, get, get us... Get us in the mood. Yeah, yeah no, I, uh, I'm trying not to spoil things because th- not that you can spoil stuff in this movie, but there's just stuff that cracks me up when I think about it. So, mm. so Deadpool 2, of course, sequel to the first one. And uh, first of all, it was kind of this weird film because it it was kind of like they had to like prove that it was worth making so it didn't get like a super high budget and then it came out and it was like one of the most successful if not the most successful R-rated movies of all time um, and so this one you can tell has the, has the up budget and revolves around Cable coming from the future to assassinate this kid who in the future is going to be this super mutant who's going to end up killing his family and seemingly a bunch of other people uh, yeah. because he's a he's a nut job in the future so yeah so he's back in time to kill the kid from hunt from the wilder people and deadpool oh. forms a team to try and save said kid and that is the gist of the movie that's, yeah an x team almost a force of an some x, kind. an x force yes <laughs> uh so so that's the, that's the idea so i i without rambling on any further i'll ask matt the question matt did you enjoy deadpool 2 oh I did uh, more more so than the first. So I feel like the first was a fine movie, but like the story, I just I I wasn't into it that much. And I just rewatched it before this one came out. Mm. So I, I went into this one thinking, okay, well this is Josh Brolin as Cable, so we'll see. And, I, and that's a character I don't really care about in in comics. So we'll see now. And it ended up going above and beyond the first one. Uh, so I was quite pleased with it. Hmm. I'm not as positive as you are. Um, I don't. I didn't necessarily dislike it. I'm just kind of in a sort of meh state, somewhere in the middle. There's some things I liked, there's some things I didn't like, and there's some stuff that I just don't think works for me. Um, yeah. I, I, I think at its core, I just don't like Deadpool that much as a character. Yeah. Yeah. Then that that's understandable because it yeah. comes down to taste. If if the fourth wall breaking isn't your type of thing, as I don't read Deadpool comics. Because of that, Joe, you know the funny thing is, is that I'm not even against uh, the fourth wall breaking, and some of the because the best part of the first movie was definitely comedy, yeah. and I felt like here though some of the fourth wall breaking jokes were just kind of retreading the same ground. Like, okay, you made fun of Green Lantern in the first one, you made fun of X Men Origins Wolverine in the first one. Like, so when he did it again, that's what I was just kind of like, okay, we've done this already. Yeah, well. I just feel like those are the running jokes that go between movies. You know, he's going the, uh, the fact that it's Ryan Reynolds, you know, and those are two massive, massive failures on his record. Like you're gonna kick the dead horse somewhere. You yeah, know? I, I think it's I think humor is so subjective, and I think there's a yeah. smugness to the comedy in Deadpool where it thinks it's really funny, and that's kind of what makes it not funny to me for some reason. Like you know, like that's not to say that I didn't laugh at all. There was definitely some moments here or there that mm-hmm. I thought were really funny, but uh, there was a lot of jokes that didn't land for me. Uh, so you know, it's, it's just what it is. I do have some one, one or more, one or two more objective criticisms yeah. of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which I am going to ramble about in spoilers <laughs> for how morning okay. you now. Uh, but 
yeah, there's some stuff that I worked. I, I, I did. I thought Cable was fine. I liked Josh Brolin. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was fine. I, I did like Domino quite a bit. Uh, I knew nothing yep. about Domino going in. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, if anything, my complaint with Domino would be there's not enough of her stuff because yep. there's like two really great scenes where her her superpower, which is luck, she's just really lucky. Mm-hmm. And to basically describe that, it's kind of like someone walking through a scene with, and it's like. The, the the supernatural force from Final Destination is looking out for her, so yeah. it's kind of taking care of things around her to like either help her beat the bad guys or just keep her alive. And the two or three scenes we get of her with that happening around her are fantastic, mm-hmm. and it made me think, "Damn, I wish this was a Domino movie. I want more of this." This, th- yeah. that, honestly, people like like tripping and dying around her, like the bad guys and stuff, and her action scenes was easily yeah. the stuff I was laughing at the most. That was cracking me up so much. Yeah, and I, I think partly because it wasn't like references to pop culture. It, it wasn't hey this yeah. other movie or hey this thing. Well, it's, it was it, just it's pure straight up physical comedy at yeah. that point, and just her attitude about it because she's so nonchalant. Like even even when she shows up to the interview to get on the team, she's just like, yeah, I just kind of wandered in, like I'm supposed to be here. Yeah, and yeah. you know, it was just that whole right there. And the actress is great too. Yeah, she's great. As easy beats as the uh, yeah. as the a- actress. Uh, she, she's really good. Um, she she was my favorite part of the movie. There's actually stuff in the trailer that I was disappointed. Like I liked it in the trailer that I was disappointed in the film. And that is uh, mainly the, the the team as a whole that is assembled in the trailer, and you see them assembled in the yeah. film. Uh, that I mean, I, we'll get into spoilers later as to why, yeah. but that ended up being a complete waste of time. And more on that yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. More on that later. Yeah. That's full spoilers. This is, this, is, this is the struggle. Is I'm. I'm what to talk about, what not to talk about. Because yeah. the movie moves at its own... I don't want to say it moves at its own pace, but, like, it does things and sets things up just to undo them or do something different yeah. than what you think. So I will say, uh, I think it's got a better plot than the first one, because the first mm-hmm. one just had this really generic villain, and it had this weird thing where because it was all one big action scene with a lot of flashbacks in it, it kind yeah. of had this weird feeling of not really moving forward that much, whereas this yeah. kind of fixes that. This has a plot yeah, well, that keeps moving. Yeah, and it and it feels it feels it feels it feels like a a proper X story done through a Deadpool lens because this is something that you could read in the comics and and it wouldn't seem like out of place. Yeah. So uh, and it just it really works that tone where I felt like the first one didn't. It just felt like oh, this is Deadpool's first adventure and we don't Do know, you know how to take it. Do you know what I think is really funny about like Deadpool and to an extent, um, even Logan, is that they kind of talk about the other X-Men movies as if, like, how do I put this? It's kind of like how, well, you just watched the first episode of Krypton, right? I can actually, I can, I can yep. compare it to Krypton. Yeah. And you know how in Krypton, like, Adam Strange is from the future, and he talks about yeah. Superman and the Justice League like mm-hmm. they have a fully functional DC universe that we've never really yeah. seen in movies and TV. So when Deadpool references X-Men as if it's a thing that's ongoing, and, like, you know, you have, like, a cy- not Cyclops, uh, sorry, Colossus. Colossus. <laughs> yeah, slip. you can't mix those two up. It just, <laughs> the long words, well, not that long, but, yeah, it's C's, yeah, it's, it's, it's similar yeah, sounds at the start. Anyway, so you got I got him in uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, right? And whenever they talk about recruiting X-Men, it sounds like the X-Men in the movies are like in the comics where, oh, at, they're at a point where this school's been functioning for a long time and they recruit yeah. new members and they have a team that goes out and save people when there's a crisis. And I never really felt like the X-Men movies got to the point where it felt like that, but well, in Deadpool it feels like, no, that's how things are. Uh, so it's that weird thing. I will say I did actually really like the villain they kept a secret 
you know, it's yeah. not in the trailers because because they were teasing a villain through a lot of the movie, and I was like, who is this? Who's who's in that cell? Yeah, uh, when when they first tease it, I go, it better be this character, uh, better be, and then it ended up, and I felt so gratified, I and not what... like that, like, hey, I guessed it, but. It was like, oh, this makes so much sense. I'll be honest, I had no idea who it was. I really yeah. didn't know. And then, and then oh, when, the, when we finally see the character pop out, I went, oh shit! Uh, so that, that was that was fun. I like I like that, that the inclusion of that character yeah. and how that character is used. I liked uh, mm-hmm. especially more than say how that character may have been used in the past and other yes, movies. Yes, definitely. Um, and and this is the great thing with the X Men movies is there's been so many bad ones now. That we could literally be talking about anybody and nobody can guess <laughs> yeah. it. They haven't seen it. Like, <laughs> so, because uh, the way I count it, there's like three and a half, maybe, really good X Men movies. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, that. I mean, yeah. it depends. Yeah, yeah. Are, you, are you including Logan in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm including yeah. Logan in that. Okay, so. yeah, then sure. Yeah, three and a half sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, so, so, no, I like that. But yeah, I, I think the, the core comedy wasn't working as much for me, uh, I have to say. And because of that, some of the dramatic moments as well, when it tried to get serious about things, uh, it fell kind of flat for me. Uh, largely because of the dramatic incident in the first act that kind of, you know, puts the, the plot in motion. Uh, yeah. It pissed me off on its own. So anything that kind of spiralled out from that kind of annoyed me more. Yeah. So, so when we get to that not. moment, we'll talk about it in the spoilers, but I, uh, I had the thought of, oh, Pete's not going to like this. But probably for other reasons... Oh, sure, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's, so, a, there's, there's a jokey reason why I might not like it. And yeah, that's probably what you were thinking. But, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a legit, you know, rating and plot premise why I don't like it. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, I also want to heap praise on David Leach. Um, oh, yeah. Because he's a fantastic action director. Like, I really felt that the action sequences in this one, not that they were bad in the first one, but I feel they're really next level yeah the action's here. a lot better here there's, there's a there's a fun thing towards the start where we're following like a henchman and running in slow motion yeah. as deadpool's like taking out bad guys behind them yeah. and that was that was kind of fun the, the whole uh convoy chase sequence stuff especially yeah. the domino parts of that were really really well done yeah. fun so uh now the, the action was definitely well choreographed in this in this movie yeah and and even in the beginning because leach directed well he co-directed john wick uh, it felt very John Wick in the beginning, like yeah. just the way that it was shot and the the lighting and the neon and just the the fluorescent lights and whatnot in certain scenes. And then it gets away from that post that, and that's you know I like yeah. that. I I, I, I just I really wish I cared about Deadpool and I cared about him wanting to save this kid or not wanting to save the kid and then wanting right. to save the kid because that's the obvious arc of the movie. Yeah, it? well, part of it is I. So Julian Dennison, who was in uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, he was fantastic in that. I just—he's getting a lot of. He's praise playing for the that. same character in this, though. That's my problem. Yeah. There's, there's a point in this. There's a, there's a point in this where he yells out something like, uh, "Oh, that's gangster," and I'm like, yeah. "That's your character from Hunt from the Other People." It's the exact same yeah. like attitude. Yeah, and so yeah, of course you're getting heaps of praise because you're playing the same character, and like the kid has comedic timing. Like he plays off of Ryan Reynolds well, but like he was almost the weakest part of the movie for me because I'd rather see more Domino and Cable and the hidden character that we're going to talk about than yes. this kid. Yes. Uh, also, we won't spoil what they are yet, but there is like several celebrity cameos in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which I didn't actually notice, but yeah. other two I did. But there was, okay. there was three big notable cameos. There's a, there's, there's a really big 
notable cameo in the beginning that killed me. Uh, so I don't want to spoil it for people. We'll, so we'll talk about it in the spoiler I don't know if I remember that one. Maybe once you yeah. say it, it'll click for me. Well, not, not, not quite the beginning, but it's it's he goes to talk to Colossus, and there's a, a cameo. Oh, there. right. Okay, okay, yeah, that's... I wasn't really thinking of that. That's kind of different from what I was thinking. I was okay. thinking of all the just the random famous people who are okay. kind gotcha. of in, in, in the movie. Whereas, whereas that's more like, oh, here's a cameo from other movies that are related. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, I, so I, like I think... The... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we'll give the spoiler warning probably now. But uh, So the action is better. I do think the, the core drama of the plot is lacking and feels very thin to me. Uh, and on a personal level, I just think the humor is—it just doesn't hit for me most of the time. Okay. I found I myself rolling my eyes a lot. Well, I, I'm glad we kind of line up on on at least the the action and and the story parts. I think we're coincided there. And then when it comes to humor, it is so subjective, you know. Mm. That it's really if it's your taste or not. Yeah. So full spoilers, I think, from this point on mm. for Deadpool two. Uh, so cameos just quickly one of the team yeah. members is an invisible guy called the vanisher and i wasn't sure if they were going to just like play the joke as if there is actually no one there but then eventually when they're all diving out of the plane there's a back you know there's a parachute there's a backpack yeah. on some on there, no one yeah on somebody uh, and that, that and then, visual gag just killed me because yeah. i was like oh there really is a guy there yeah, and that was funny, but then, then when he dies, and we'll talk about that, everyone dying in that scene a, a bit later, but when he dies, uh, it's Brad Pitt. You see him yeah. kind of appear. Uh, what's funny is I didn't recognise uh, Matt Damon as a hillbilly at one point, but the person he was talking to, I immediately clocked was Alan Tudyk. I was like, that's yeah, Alan Tudyk. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like Alan Tudyk. I've heard him do that voice before. Have you seen Tucker and Dale? Yes, yes, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, wow, that's a very Tucker and Dale. Oh, wait, that's, that's Tudyk. I didn't realize that was Matt Damon either. Yeah, no, I, I honestly didn't notice that was him. I just, it's in the credits. He's redneck number two. Oh my god, that <laughs> is him, between him, this and Ragnarok. He's just he's getting those secret Marvel yeah, checks. He's just, yeah, he's just he's just showing up and doing little cameos here or there. Uh, so there was that, and obviously the one you were referring to yeah. is, and I like this joke because it, oh. Deadpool's getting very meta, and he's talking about how, how come every time I'm at the X Mansion, I'm only seeing you and the the teenager and our girlfriend. Like, how how come the other X Men are never around? And just behind them, you see like Quicksilver, Beast, and a few other X Men from the you know the, and yeah. I don't even know why it's all the ones who are the younger characters from the the movie set in the past. That it makes, makes no, no sense, sense, but, but yeah. it doesn't matter. It's funny. It's fine, yeah, and they all they they like quietly shut the door. Yeah, they quietly they, shut they the door because they don't want to deal with them. Is that's that's yeah. the joke? So that, that was that was a funny joke. Which, but which again, that's what makes it feel like a lived-in X universe. Is like we know because they're never around that they don't want to deal with Deadpool and Colossus will be like he'll he'll jump on that grenade and like sure I'll go deal with him and and that's how we get that. Um, Yukio, is this supposed to be the same girl from the Wolverine? That Wolverine was palling around with? I don't think so. Because that's the same name. Like, there's an X-Men character named Yukio. She didn't uh, have those powers, though. I don't think that's the same character. Yeah, okay. Maybe I'm I wrong. Think that's where they gave it the, the, the name. I, well, I never, I never remembered her name, so it never even occurred to me for a second that this yeah. was maybe that character from Wolverine. Okay. Because me... definitely not the same actress, so that's for sure. No, oh, it's definitely not the same actress, but I'm, I'm trying to see if there's a... Um... Uh, that, that was another disappointment. Is I felt like she, like 
See, see that moment in the trailer where she jumps down and she has like her whip and she's like sort of spinning it around. That is the only scene in the movie where she actually is in costume using her whip. Like, yeah. there's like no other moments with her doing anything with it. She's kind of just a, a cameo and nothing more. Um, so that 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 was kind of a bummer. So let's get to my biggest complaint, though. I want to get to my, yeah. my big main complaint. So here's here's a pet peeve of mine. Right, here's something I hate in sequels. And this sometimes happens in good sequels that I otherwise like. I, I complained about it in Pacific Rim 2, uh, and I still like that movie quite a bit. But, this pissed me off in that movie. It is the yeah. fridging of a character from the first movie in the first 20 minutes, just because. Because it's an easy drama, it's lazy writing, it's lazy drama. Right. And I groaned so hard when they killed Vanessa, which, you know, is his girlfriend, it's Miranda Bacarin, and I know mm. you were you were joking that, oh, I'm pissed off because she's from Firefly. Because, yes. It's an arrow uh, from Firefly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which makes the Alan Tudyk cameo even funnier because he's from Firefly too. Yep. Uh, but, no, I groaned so hard because it was like, no, no, we're just going to kill her in the first 10 minutes and that's going to, like, drive the plot. It's revenge. And, that you know, if you're not familiar with the term fridging, it, it means... When he and it's not actually it's kind of okay if it's the start of the like like I wouldn't call it fridging if it's like the start of the first movie and that's just the the premise of the character that's the backstory right, is that it, someone so, dies. So fridging is you're killing a significant other just to create the drama yeah. and of their death. Ninety nine times out of a hundred, it's the woman that's getting fridged. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a sexist trope, typically. Uh, that's why when it happened in Wonder Woman to Steve Trevor, it was kind of funny. It was like, oh, the guy got fridged. That was actually kind of refreshing for a change. Yeah. Uh, and it was just, it, it, I, I rolled my eyes so hard. And that's the thing, like, for me specifically here, it just, it bugs me so much in a sequel when it feels like, oh no, we got the actor back for a couple of scenes. And sure, you see her in a couple of, like, sort of weird heaven vision scenes mm-hmm. later on in the movie. And very very reminiscent of The Crow. Right? Yeah, bizarrely, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so then... And don't get me wrong, people are going to say, yeah, but he uses Cable's time travel device to like uh, erase her death in the, the post credit scene. Sure, he does do that, but that doesn't change the fact that the movie plays around and revolves around the yeah. fact that she died. <laughs> right. I still have to watch yeah, the movie that... play out like that. <laughs> yeah, because when it, when it starts, he's in, in the apartment and everything's going to hell, and he blows himself up because he let her die. That's, that's his frame of mind. And that's the inciting incident for the movie. Like, there's no movie if she doesn't die. Yeah, the, the, so the whole movie still plays out as if that's the case. I don't care that it's reversed yeah. at the end. It doesn't right. matter. Like, I still right. have to watch she... the movie. Do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and it's, uh, on a different level, it kind of annoys me because I like their chemistry. Is McCarran and, and Reynolds play really well off of each other. Yeah. So, uh, that was probably my favorite part of the first movie. And, was their their relationship, and that's you know that, that's just specifically fridging. It even bothers me when it's not fridging when they don't kill the character. See when it's just they write out the character just quickly in the same way. You know, Kick Ass Two, which was a terrible movie anyway, but they write out the Were girlfriend. You yeah, I saw that in the theater when it came out. Oh, Pete, I'm sorry, bud. Like, but they write out his girlfriend. Like, what was her name? Katie in that movie. But they write her out. Like, Lindsay Fonseca, who you know, is an actress I like, but she she gets written out in one scene, and she acts out of character. To justify the fact that she breaks up with them and just leaves, she sees them hugging someone and just says, "Oh, I guess you're cheating on me," and walks out of the scene, and that's it. You never see her again. Wow. And the entire yeah. like part of the heart of the first movie was his relationship with her and them yeah. growing closer. That was a big part of that first movie, and it just shits all over it. And this kind of shits all over the, the the building up in the first movie. It's just it feels so cheap and lazy. Yeah. It bugged me so much. It does. It does. Um. 
Yeah, so, I have no counter to that because because it did, but yeah, I'm not even gonna try. I was gonna try just to play devil's advocate, but you can't. can't. It's so it's weak. It's weak sauce, and so that's why like so they were gonna have a baby, and that's why he's he's all feeling. So he's like, oh, you have to make kids make us better than who we were, and you, they make you want to be better. So the whole thing is that he hates this kid, but then he wants to protect him. Uh, it's this weird fatherly bond he's got going. And he's willing to sacrifice himself, which is ultimately what's going to prove to the kid not to be a villain because Deadpool right. cares that much that he's willing to sacrifice himself. Mm-hmm. And then Cable uses his time travel malarkey. He's got one trip left, but instead of going back to the yeah. future where he can be with his wife and daughter, he uh, he goes back and saves Deadpool. Yeah, uh, I, I cared Deadpool. more about Cable's story, really. Than oh, so did I. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... You know, because uh, I felt they did a good job of building that up. And even when he says that his daughter's name is Hope, you know, I just, uh, that's a nice reference back to the comics mm. and whatnot. So uh, it has the cool device of the bear that, that he had grabbed, you know, and, and you see when it, time fixes itself, it, it's back to being a regular teddy bear. So, but yeah, timey-wimey, mumbo-jumbo. It was funny, actually, the guy, because the, obviously the, the kid comes from... Um, this this like horrible orphanage that's experimenting on yeah. mutants, right? The guy yep. who runs that place, like I was like, oh, it's Eddie Marsden. Like I know him from various things. He's in a lot of British stuff, mm-hmm. and he was in uh, uh, the World's End. Is probably what you may yeah. know him from. Uh, but I thought it was him, and then he started speaking, and he was doing such a good American accent that I then thought, oh, maybe it's not him then. <laughs> but no, it's him. It's him. He just he, he did such a good job oh. that I. I got lost did, in his did voice. You, uh, did you notice it was the Essex home for for? Oh, orphans? I did. Yeah, I, I, I well, I'd forgotten about I it, thought, but yeah, I remember when they first mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Nathaniel Essex is Mister Sinister, big bad X Men villain. So I thought that was a fun little reference. Which, yeah, uh, didn't they tease that at the end of one of the last X Men movies in the, the mid credits scene? Yeah, they did. I, it might have been Apocalypse, but I tried to forget that movie. So, uh, yeah. Ah, that movie wasn't the worst thing. Oh, it wasn't, but it also wasn't, like, it was just blah. It, like, it wasn't great, but I think people put that movie down and somehow forget that it's actually probably on par with a lot of the other ones that people think are good. Well, probably. I just, <laughs> this is what I'm co- saying. Coming off, of, coming off of First Class and even Days of Future Past. Oh, First I Class is great. Was, I love First Class. Yeah, it's just, it's it's you have a high hurdle to get over, and I felt that the... They didn't, and they like Apocalypse just wasn't a worthy adaptation. I think the thing for me so, though is that Days of Future Past I think is overrated. So for me, fine. for me it wasn't like a fall down. For me, it was kind of like a almost breaking even. <laughs> yeah, and we had this discussion. Go back to uh, X Men Apocalypse. For uh, yeah, people people fight me on this. People think Days of Future yeah. Past is great, and X Men Apocalypse sucks. Oh, I, I don't. I don't necessarily think it's great. I enjoy it though. I I'd probably enjoy it more than Apocalypse. Just. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I like the, the Wolverine story. I think, uh, my, my, I think what ages a lot of the X-Men movies for me, I, I'm, you know, apart from the, the black leather and the, the sort of steely yeah. early 2000s thing, is that I don't think Brian Singer's that good an action director. His action's really dull. Mm. Uh, yeah. Admittedly, for you know real-life reasons, we'll probably have to, never have to watch any more of his yeah. action scenes ever again. But, um, you know, First Class, I think, is, is uh, head and shoulders above the rest of them. Uh, not including Logan, because Logan's a very, you know, not an X-Men movie specifically. That's uh, its own right. thing, which is also fantastic. Uh, oh, man. And the jokes to Logan in, in this one, too. I mean, it opens up with, like, a music box that's Wolverine over the, the tree branch. 
and that that I don't know why it made me laugh the way it did, but it did. So I thought that was a, a nice start uh, to the movie. Just the self-referential. He's like, oh, so Wolverine killed himself, so I'm gonna have to kill myself. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And obviously, even in the post-credit or the mid-credit scene, but I, I was annoyed actually because I waited till the very end because I thought it was gonna be another scene. Me too. Me too. And I really had to use the bathroom. Like, yeah, I was pissed when it went, when the screen just went black and the lights came up. I was like, oh, screw you, movie. You had one yeah. of the last movie. Why not this one? Yeah. That oh, said, I me. did enjoy the majority of the post credits in this one. Uh, like him, him going and shooting the X Men Origins Wolverine version, and then just keep shooting like that. That cracked me up. Yeah, uh, it was okay. Like I say, the Green Lantern one just kind of was like, okay, we've made fun of Green Lantern already. Like, you've done it twice in this movie before. Never mind in the last movie. Oh. I was just like, okay. Well. I just feel Ryan Reynolds really feels like that movie should have been bigger, and whatever happened, happened. No, it should so have been. I think just see about it. You Green know? Lantern can be a fantastic movie franchise. Yeah. And, you know, they, they, they shit the bed. So, you know. But, uh, I get that. Uh, but let's, let's talk about the, the, the villain. Let's talk X-Force. about uh, okay. the, the surprise villain who, when yeah. he breaks... Because basically, the, the kid uh, befriends befriends whoever's in the cell. And then when we finally yeah. see him get out, it is Juggernaut. Uh, yeah. and he's big, he's CGI, he's got the big white head with a helmet he, he references the fact that Xavier's his brother uh, yeah. it'd, uh, it'd have been nice to actually get that plot somewhere in an X-Men movie wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would it would, especially, because you can do him as a mutant you don't have to have the Jim yeah. Siderak also, you know, so screw El Stan, because as soon as I saw him even though I was like, oh they actually have him looking properly at jug- Juggernaut, my, the yeah. first thought I had in my head was I'm the Juggernaut, bitch me too, and I was like, please don't do that please, and they didn't so I, I was pleased. He he was he did what he needed to do. Like I didn't need a quippy juggernaut, and he's just kind of like I'm gonna tear you in half now, and he does. So oh yeah, uh, he literally like rips that. Deadpool in half, which is yeah. amusing. Which leads to the uh, the baby legs, the baby legs scene. Which I'm not gonna lie, I didn't think that was that, that funny. <laughs> it's just it's one of those things where when you first see it, it's not that funny. But then it keeps going and it starts being funny. But then they don't know when to quit when they're ahead. So it goes back to not being funny. Uh, although I will say it did get me when he stood up and walked. Uh, but yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the Juggernaut. I really like the, that inclusion because the way that they set him up in the prison, like he's in the solitary confinement kind of deal hmm. and he's making a lot of noise. And they even reference, they're like, hey, watch for this guy in the third act. Uh, and then when uh, Fire Fist goes down there and befriends him, like I was like, well, is it him? So it was still a nice surprise when you finally see him bust out of that convoy. Yeah, no, it was and, a nice surprise. It was nice that they didn't spoil that in the trailers because they could have. They, yeah. they, they could have been like, Easily. hey, look, Juggernaut's in this movie. Like, yeah, it looks. Or it could have been. They could have given away the Colossus versus uh, Juggernaut. Yeah. So, or or even a Negasonic when she like yeah. flies into him at full yeah. speed. Yeah, so no, yeah. like those, like I don't think the action's fun. I, I liked. It's funny though, like I was going to say earlier, it's odd how my favorite part about this is that it kind of implies that there's like a proper X Men ongoing mm-hmm. thing happening, and it made me excited about that more than it made me excited about Deadpool himself. That said, though, I am kind of in for an X Force movie because I did like Domino a lot. Uh, yeah. Cable's all right. I, I could, I could be doing Cable. In fact, I actually laughed really hard when Cable punched the kid in the face. Like I was, that was yes. funny. 
Well, of course, we, all, we don't know how you feel about children, though. So I don't know, there's something really funny to me about kids, just like like yeah. adults just hurting kids like they're other adults in movies. It really well, cracks me up. In in the Coen Brothers, too great when Jeff Bridges walks out and kicks the kid off the porch. I I died like in the theater and. My mother you know it It's like, see, see if it's played like a, a, an adult like hitting a child, it's obviously it's awkward and un- uncomfortable because it's, you know, abuse. Yeah. But when they play it as an adult just punches a kid in the face like it's another adult, it's really funny. It's yeah. just it's really, really funny. Yeah, just and for no reason. So, like, yeah, I love that stuff too. But, yeah, if, if you would have told me that there's, like, because when I heard Cable, I was like, oh, great, here comes gritty pouches and... Cybernetic arm. And they were making so I, fun of they made fun of the pouches. In fact, I will yes. I, when it comes to the meta humor, when I did yep. have some fun is when uh Deadpool was critiquing the origins of Domino and Cable and he said, yep. oh, only a guy who couldn't draw feet must have created these assholes. Yeah. Uh that was kind of funny because that was some Rob yeah. Layfield uh jabs. Yeah. Well and he even says, you know, who must have snorted Columbia's worth of Coke when he was creating these, like just all these shots, and I thought that was hilarious too. Because uh, the, the 90s is such a weird time for comics because uh, mm. of those designs and then... Yeah, I yeah, mean, but... it's funny because I, I kind of said this after Black Panther, which I, I do think Black Panther's a better movie by quite a quite a margin. Oh, yeah. Um, but I had the same feeling after that where I'm like, I don't really feel inspired to go and read anything. I may, I may try Gail Simone's Domino that's just started uh, since yeah, I like Domino's I power a bit. Um, like I, I mean, I don't care about Cable in the comic. I don't want to go read a Cable book. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm Every good. time I've read Cable, he's been. So I've read him in a lot of X Men crossovers. And he's mm. always my least favorite part, just because he's, he's like Cyclops, but worse. He has to be the like the wet blanket on everything, and so he's always worked. I've heard the Deadpool and Cable series from the mid two thousands is really funny because it's like forty eight hours, both superpowers, and that's something that hmm. would appeal to me. Uh, and yeah, and they play off of each other so well. And Brolin does a great job at playing the straight man. Uh, I mean, the dubstep jokes during the fight scenes and whatnot, and his delivery of do, lines. Do you know what I'll give this movie credit for? I'll give it credit for the fact that okay, so Cable, I assumed to get in by the end would probably be an ally. Like by the end, Deadpool and Cable will be working together, right? And obviously, they gave us Juggernaut to have something to fight, but. I actually really like that the final of the movie, on a conceptual level, is not, oh, Big Bad is going to destroy the world, we have to fight him. It's, no, no, yeah. we have to convince this kid that he, can, he doesn't have to be evil, that he can be good. I actually yeah. I liked what the core conflict at the end was. Even if I wasn't emotionally kind of as invested in it because I, I wasn't really caring about Deadpool, I do appreciate that on paper, this wasn't just villains trying to destroy the world with a big blue beam of light going into the sky. Like, I appreciated exactly. that, uh, just yeah, on a conceptual and- level. There is a CGI fight, but it's not the main CGI fight, you know? Like, yeah. I thought, so, you know, and that, that happens, because I know that was your big uh, thing of, of the final of like, Black Panther. That's, that's my, uh, yeah, that was, that was my big complaint about Black Panther. Like, the story was really yeah. good. The conflict, the what the villains' motives were, were all fantastic. It was just the final CGI fight between the two Panthers that was kind of, you know, lame. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's going to sound insane, but I actually, this is the kind of uh, conflict that I would like at the end of a Superman movie. Where he has to talk someone down, he has to convince someone not to be evil. Like that actually is, you know, not for every Superman movie, but for one Superman movie, that is the perfect yeah. thing to do. Although I feel like you also want to see him punch some things because when it's a Superman movie where he doesn't punch things, it's returns. Oh sure, yeah, you can punch some things first, but the the the, yeah. the final thing is actually like talking someone down. I think that's yeah, 
You know, some of my favorite episodes yeah. of Supergirl are where she talks someone down. She doesn't actually use just you know go and blast in her heat vision and yeah. punching things. Yeah, I mean that, that's why this season's been so good because it's been a lot of that. Uh, still, hmm. some episodes not so much, but you know the what episodes. Some episodes, not yeah, so some much. Episodes, yeah, I, I thought you were being specific there. I was, <laughs> I was curious. No, but, no, 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 no. Um, but, uh, no. Yeah, no. I, I did like that too, and I like the you know cable realizing like, hey, I did my job. I don't have to kill this kid to prevent it. So he goes back and essentially saves Deadpool, so uh, he can redeem this kid. So, yeah. If I was going to critique the the, the 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 that like time travel save there is, I did think it was a bit strange that he goes back in time. But he replaces himself. He doesn't like become a double. It's not like he, it's not like Back to the Future where he goes back and there's like another version yeah. of him there. He yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that till now. Yeah, he replaces himself, and then all he does differently is he puts the you know the the, the coin, the token, in Deadpool's yeah. chest so that it'll stop the bullet. But then he like does everything the exact same way so that the outcome's still identical. Like just just at a conceptual level, I'm thinking about the character and thinking about how he has to like. Make sure he does everything the exact same so that the events play right. out the same. That's kind of funny. Like, why not just choose not to shoot the kid? Although I suppose it's the shooting the kid and then Deadpool jumping in that convinces the kid right. that you know good exists. So I guess okay, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, and maybe Cable understands that, so that's fine. But I just um, I was racking my brain thinking about wait, so he has to go through all these fight scenes and all the movements and do the exact make the exact same choices. Yeah, see that that's why I, I think there's a little floatability. Like there could be things that go a little bit differently. But you still, as long as you end up in the same outcome, where mm. you know the 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 headmaster. Because it's uh, not like when he comes back from the future the first time. That he, it's not like he has a version of himself to replace. Because he's coming no. back to before he exists. Yeah, you know, time travel this week just—it's not my friend. So <laughs> <laughs> thought about that in the theater too yesterday. I was going, oh man, I can't think about this stuff too much. So, but yeah, man needs to watch Primer fantastic. again. He, <laughs> He even calls him Thanos at one point, which killed me. Like, oh, there's an a lot of Marvel references yeah. in this. Like, he calls Domino Black Black Widow. Like, uh, yeah, at one point he, he says Cable's got a Winter Soldier arm. Yeah, and then he jumps on top of Juggernaut and goes, all right, big guy, the sun's going down. Yeah. You know, like, so I, I'm glad that they can, you know, they're comfortable enough to make those jokes where I feel like the first movie, there's no way they would have even attempted it. Mm. So, but but no, yeah, I I enjoyed it because again, David Leach's direction I thought was really good, uh, and it, I even was like at the beginning like this feels John Wick, and then I remember who the director was. No, I mean the, so, action, the action scenes are good, and just to, to sort of go back to what I like about Domino stuff. Obviously, there's a scene where yeah. she's running around the cars and there's trucks flipping, yep. and she's jumping out and lying on giant inflatable pandas. But the scene towards the end when everyone else is going down and she's in the hospital saving the rest of the kids, and I need a bus. Well, it's the bus, but before that, the stuff that I really liked was like the henchmen just like falling and their heads getting splatted with like you know oh, cabinets yeah, that were yeah. falling down. That was cracking me up so much, and that's why I was like, man, I wish the movie was like more of this. Like, I wish this was yeah. like more of the focus of the film. So, I am all for more Domino in, a, in another movie. So, do it. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, I, I, not that I forgot about that scene, but you just rejogged my memory. Yeah, yeah, that one. There's some brutal deaths in there, like Final Destination style. Like again. Yeah. That was that's an app comparison. Yeah, I, I really uh, no, I, I loved her stuff. Um, like I say, I, I do think some characters are basically cameos. In fact, one thing we have to go back and talk about is how the original X Force team is like the entire thing is just a joke where they all die as they're landing in the yeah. parachutes. Which I I kind of had the feeling of it. 
from even from the trailer, I feel like these guys aren't going to factor in very much. And that's a shame because I love Terry Crews uh, a lot. Uh, and so to see him not be used as, as much is kind of a shame. Because like, uh, like, the first one who dies was the... Uh... They did with the weird red hair, the white suit. I can't remember his Shatterstar. name. Shatterstar. Shatterstar. One of the... Such a Liefeld character, Yeah, too. and he seems he so did. lame that I thought, okay, that's the joke, is that he dies instantly. Yeah. But then they all start dying one by one. You know, the invisible guy hits the, the power cables. Uh, yeah. One of the other guys goes into the, the trash compactor, and it's like, you know, yeah. crushing all well, the stuff. Well, and it's Zeitgeist. So, Zeitgeist is this character from Mike Allred's run on X-Force, where they renamed it Ecstatics. Hmm. And his whole point... Uh, he so spoiler alert for a twenty year old comic. He doesn't make it through the first issue. They build him up like he's going to be the the main leader of this new team, and he dies at the end of the first issue. So oh, when I see Zeitgeist there, I kind of like, oh, he's not long. Now I didn't see him going into the wood chipper, you know. Uh, and, oh, was that a wood chipper? I was thinking. I, I thought it was the back of a garbage truck, but yeah, you may be right. Yeah, and and then uh, poor Peter. The the one guy that just showed up because he saw the ad, getting the acid vomit on him, like yeah, you know. and yeah, half of his body gets melted away. Uh, yeah, like I, yeah, like Peter was funny, and obviously he gets saved. Interestingly, he's the only one Deadpool saves with the time travel at the end. Yeah, rest of them, nah, they're all losers. But I'll save, I'll save Peter. Uh, yeah. Now, Peter, Peter, Peter was a really funny joke in the trailer when it was like, "Oh, you're on the team," then it cut to him in the yeah. parachute, like you know, and the mustaches, you know, as yeah. he's going down. Which, by the way, uh, Domin was here as well as she was going down because she got that big hair. Like, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it did. But yeah, but yeah, I liked that he went back and saved him just because it again it made you know Deadpool seem like a this his death solely on me. All these uh, other guys are superheroes, you know. Yeah, but I, I think there was a point though when I realized he was going to kill them all except Domino in the same scene, yeah. and I thought, okay. Did we need the scene of them like assembling them all and then convincing Peter to go like all of that stuff built up to just them all dying in one scene? I don't know. It just yeah. it felt like this was easily ten minutes of screen time he cut. <laughs> well, I liked it because I, I liked the joke for the payoff and there's the high winds and Deadpool's like, oh no, it's fine, and it's because the high winds that everybody gets driven into their demise, except for Domino, of course, because she's lucky. But but yeah, <laughs> I just. It made me laugh, and that's, you know, fine by me. So, but going forward, I don't want them, like, I want an X-Force movie to have a different tone. Like, you still have Deadpool being, like, zany and crazy and whatnot, but I want everyone else to be, like, well, that's the thing. Tone down. I think the, the quickest way I'd say it is I feel like an X-Force movie should feel a bit closer to John Wick in terms of tone. Yeah. It should I feel agree. like a hard R action movie with yeah, Deadpool's been yep. funny here or there, but mm-hmm. it should be a bit more of a, a brutal, like, squad of, like, killers rather than. Yeah anything else but yeah, uh definitely. but hey so that, that so you know i didn't hate it it was yeah. kind of a middle some things i liked some things i appreciate about it but a lot of the comedy didn't work and fridging of vanessa even if it is reversed at the end still pissed me off and it made a lot of the underlying drama of deadpool's character throughout the film kind of annoy me yeah. uh so yeah, yeah. so I, I guess we'll rate the movie then so matt what what did yeah. you uh what did you, so, you give it I, so i enjoyed this more than you uh i give it an eight uh, I had a good time. Thoroughly surprised. Okay. And again, it made me like Cable. That, that's a, a stunt onto its own. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think it's easier when he's Josh Brolin. I, I feel like if this was... That's true. I, I feel like I want Josh Brolin to be my stepdad. Like, you know, mm. like I just want him to, to give me advice on what to do. And like, yeah. 
Also, he was supposed to be Batman at one point. I feel that would have been... I'm glad he dodged that bullet. He was supposed to be in BBS, and they gave it to Affleck instead. Oh, I, so. I think under the right director, though, him as Batman does sound <laughs> interesting. As yep. the dogs cause chaos. Yep. Yep. Well, here. just to wrap up there, whilst the dogs are going nuts, <laughs> um, I, I would probably give this, like, a 5. Maybe 5.5, because I, I think there is some reasonable qualities in there that I do appreciate but there's also a lot of things that I don't like and I think on a base level I just think the humour is maybe 5.5 I'll say 5.5 that that makes me feel better because we were lining up too much recently Okay. and I'm glad that there's there's a gap there so Mm. yeah that's nice that's nice yeah we're just reminded that we're different people yes that's good that's right I'm not being absorbed into the to the Scottish Brainiac ship Mm. yes Resistance is futile. Yeah, that's right. And I, I morphed Brainiac <laughs> into the Borg for a Star Trek you reference. You did, you did. And I was just like, all right, I'm going to go with it. Cause... It's, 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 I think it's a fair jump to make between the two. Yeah. True. Some I've never seen a Borg reason. episode. I've only seen the Borg movie. Was, was one movie? First Contact. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, first Contact? Yeah, First Contact. Okay. Which one was Insurrection? Insurrection is, is like an alien ship and there's like a planet full of people they all have to save. I don't know. It was a really mediocre movie. Okay, I get those two too confused because they were, you know. Anyways, the, I've seen the, the board. Yeah, the, there was an invisible ship on a lake or something like that. I, I, that's all I really remember about Insurrection. Uh, but first contact's pretty good. Uh, yeah. So no, so that, that is uh, that is Deadpool two. That 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 kind of wraps up our, our thoughts and discussion on it. Um, yeah. So, but obviously, check out uh, our, our other other stuff. Uh, this is an awful plug. I, I'm not even sure where I'm going with this. Yeah. Uh, check out all other stuff because uh, me and Cara do older movies. Me and Tim do uh, horror movies on the channel and in the various audio feeds. If you go to Patreon.com/slash/MailFuzzTV, there's a handy list of all the different shows and the different audio feeds as well. If you want to get the audio versions on a podcast app, you can do that. Uh, but check out all that stuff. Uh, obviously, me and Matt will be doing this month's overload soon. Um, mm-hmm. The winner of the vote was, of course, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I had to think about that just for a split second. Yes. And we'll be talking Most about excellent. that. Which I've never seen, for the record. So that'll be a first-time watch for me. Uh, so that's coming up. And also, More time travel, Pete. This is weird. I know, a lot of time travel back-to-back. And next week, of course, Solo, A Star Wars Story is out. So me and Matt, and I assume Connor will be jumping in as well for that. Uh, because he's a Star Wars guy. Uh, I am not a Star Wars guy. I am like, I like every time the trailer comes on, I'm annoyed. Like, I I am so not looking forward to that movie. Uh, maybe you should sit it out. <laughs> I am actively dreading seeing it. <laughs> I'm 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 getting a sign as soon as I am over. Ugh. All right, well, we can wrap it up there. So that has been 1.21 gigawatts. Of course, let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all the usual stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. Where can they find you, Matt, on Twitter? Should they want to find you? Yeah, you find me at MattofSelf57. Sometimes I take a lot of time off in between. Uh, Most of the time, just I forget that it's there. So, yeah. You can find me at Wibble89 if you want to find me on the Twitters, but otherwise, that is us. So, yeah, check out Patreon, check out all, all, all the stuff we mentioned, all worth checking out. Uh, weekly TV news, weekly movie news, all that other stuff. But that is us. So, thank you once again for watching or listening, and we always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>